I listened to like a lot, a lot, a lot of Adele, her 19 album, which came out when I was in like fourth or fifth grade, I think. And a lot of people don't listen to that album. It's like very, very different than her other stuff. It's a lot less like pop and a lot more like singers. Yeah, it's a lot more like soul R&B singer songwriter type stuff, which I kind of feel like is in line with like my sound or like is what my sound is developing into so when I was growing up I was like obsessed with her and like loved her voice loved her music and also a lot of Amy Winehouse Mm -hmm. and I mean I would say vocally like those two women definitely influenced me the most whether I'm like aware of it or not especially when I look back at older videos, me singing when I was like just starting to perform, there's like a lot of that kind of like powerhouse sound um, when I perform, which I definitely think came from that place. That's awesome. I actually also found Adele through that 19 album and I listened to it on a beat for years. It It is is so good. And I was listening to it the other day because I haven't like just sat down and gone through that album the other day. And I was just like sitting at home bored and I just went and listened to it. It was just like singing to all the songs and I just like, it reawakened my love for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's one of those albums that it is never going to get old. Like, no, it, it definitely always ages good. very well. Yeah. That's awesome. This is Musicians Can Thrive a podcast community for anyone seeking to make money in the music industry. Musicians, audio engineers, managers, producers, booking agents, everyone across all niches. Welcome. My name is Gabrielle. I'm a singer songwriter. These stories are for you. I hope they'll help you find new ways to thrive as a musician. I met Susanna Joffe at a show that was presented by New World Audience. And this was one of the more unique concerts I've been to, because it was intended on being an unofficial showcase in the middle of South by Southwest Music Week. It was a great lineup to be on, at a prominent location downtown. Really, a big win for an indie artist, especially as an opportunity in your hometown. I don't say that to diminish the value of this show, It's to point out that under normal South by Southwest circumstances, it would have been a really big win. Because not only is it a great show for your local audience, but it was also a fantastic opportunity to get exposed to people all over the world that usually are in Austin for South by Southwest. But there's a thing called COVID-19, and South by was canceled. For the first time in, I think, ever. I'm pretty sure that they've never actually canceled South By. But they did it. They had to do it this time. Because the U.S. was just starting to deal with this really challenging disease that, as I speak to you here in the first week of July, we're still figuring out how to deal with it. But to get back to the music, this New World Audience show was one of the few shows that had not yet gotten canceled on what would have been opening weekend of Music Week. And at this point, I was a little nervous about being in a crowd of people. But my friends Kira Nova and Liv Free were performing as their duo, Kaleidoscopes. 
I knew that every other show they had been booked for got canceled. So I wanted to support them, and I went to the show. Then after I saw their set, I had this incredible surprise. When this girl gets up on stage with no one but a guitarist and the mic in her hand, and she starts singing. The amount of richness that was in her music with nothing but her voice and an electric guitar, it was mesmerizing. So, of course, I had to go talk to her, meet her. And that was the day I crossed paths with Susanna Joffe and her soulful, bluesy sound, towing the line between pop and R&B with a little Americana on the acoustic side. Her voice grabbed my attention and didn't let go until she finished her set. Turns out, Susanna has found a way to carry her storytelling over to a second outlet and to diversify the sources of income she's able to make as a musician. But that part will come later. So what got you into making your own music? I honestly don't even know how it started. I think a lot of it came from my parents because when I first like started recording my own music, I was really young. I was like 17, I think. So that I don't think that's something I would have done on my own without my dad kind of encouraging me to do it just because I think no one is like 17 and thinks like, oh, like I'm going to go like record an EP. Um, but my dad's always been like somewhat involved in the music industry that's kind of why we moved to Austin was so that he could be around that more and so I think you know I would sing a lot around town in Austin and sing I was like really involved in different singing groups and stuff like that in high school and once I started performing for like strangers and you know I could see that people responded well to my music and to my voice it kind of just seemed like the next step I guess that's really cool so your dad he told me that he co-writes your material with you what has that experience been like yeah so that oh, that varies a lot but it's been a really I mean I, th- I think it's been like a really unique process I don't think it's like a your atypical your typical like co-writing process when we first started writing songs together it was my junior year of high school I think and what we would do is like at that time when we first started I would write about what was going on in my life like I would like sit down and just like pour out like everything that I was going through because I'm someone I like internalize a lot of stuff and I don't really talk about it with people and so I didn't I mean, especially then I didn't really have a way of coping with what was going on because I was going through my like first heartbreak, which, you know, the first one like really sucks. Uh-huh. And so I like sat down and wrote everything I was feeling and thinking and sent it to him in a Google Doc. And then sometimes we would sit down and just kind of like talk about it as much as I could. And then out of that, he would write songs based on kind of what I had shared with him and like what I was experiencing. So it was like his tech, it was his lyrics. They were coming from like my words. And then 
he gives me like a lyric sheet and I go through and I would cross stuff out, give him notes and just like revise it over and over and over again. Like, I don't know how many drafts we normally do, like so many. And then he comes up with a melody and I tell him what chords I don't like, you know, what certain like melodic patterns I don't like. And then I play with the melody a lot when I initially start learning the songs. And that's kind of how they've all emerged. There's been a few more recently where I haven't been in a place where I like want to talk about or want to share kind of like what I've been dealing with. But my dad and I are really close. So he kind of just like picks up on it and will kind of write songs on his own that he'll then share the lyrics with me and then I'll go through and we'll continue that like revision process. But I think it gives a really unique perspective on my life. And I think honestly, it's like, I don't know if I would be able to write about my own experiences so like acutely or accurately. I don't know if that's the right word, just because it's hard for me to like look at something I'm directly going through. And like, I don't know if any of this is making sense. Like, it's hard for me to look at something I'm going through and be able to just like accept it and like accurately process it. So I think if I was writing about like, for example, that first heartbreak, it would be kind of like a disaster. Like it would just be all over the place and having him contribute to that writing process helps me like process things. Mm -hmm. Um, in like a healthier way, I feel like almost because it's coming from someone else's perspective. Cause it's also, it's really easy to get caught up in your own, you know, warped perspective. So I think having him and writing together just makes it like, it, it results in something like really unique and really special. Definitely sounds like it. That's one of the most unique writing processes I've heard of yet. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, whenever we talk to people about it, everyone's like pretty, pretty shook. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for one, like when I'm writing my songs, the last thing I want to do is go into intimate detail about why I want to talk about this, especially with my dad. So the fact that you're able to do that alone is very impressive. Like kudos to you. Thank you. And it's cool that he's able to help you get that song really to a place where it's memorable and it it resonates with people. I do. I love the lyrics in your songs. So it's fun to see the behind the scenes. And they're honestly, they're like, I remember this one time I, it it was like right when the breakup was happening and he had just written my song. I learned it for myself and I was singing it at like an open mic at Cactus Cafe or no, I was singing it at Strange Brew lounge side before they closed. And I remember I like was still kind of in denial about all that happening. And I started singing and I started getting like really, really, really choked up. And, it, you know, sometimes the song just kind of served as like an outlet and kind of pushed me to process things when I would be like resistant towards dealing with them. I hear you on that one. There have been many times where I did not want to feel something, so I sang a song about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's how I got it processed and taken yeah. care of. It's <laughs> really, it's honestly, and I know that a lot of people feel that way. And it's like, when you think about it, it's pretty crazy that 
you know, music has the power. I mean, that sounds really cliche, but like it is wild that it does have that kind of power over people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what, just like a brief little history, what did your dad do in the music industry? Or what does he do now, I guess? Well, I mean, so basically we lived in Virginia for a few years and he was, he's just always been a really creative person who's kind of been like stuck in um like a typical like businessy job. I don't know the term for it, but so he wanted to move somewhere in Texas to be so he could have kind of a chance to get more into his creative side. Cause he's always loved songwriting. And even when we were in Virginia, he was constantly, you know, writing songs. He actually wrote a beautiful song about leaving Virginia called goodbye, Virginia. Anyways. So he came to Austin and he just, you know, tried to immerse himself as much as he could in the songwriting um, industry here. And I remember there was like some, songwriting competition in Austin he won like he won some songwriting competition like recorded and like Willie Nelson studio and it was this big thing but then you know we started having some financial issues and there wasn't really space for him to you know dedicate that much of his time to songwriting anymore and so he kind of took a step back from it but I think when my parents figured out that I could sing he saw it as you know, kind of a way for him to be able to have this thing he's passionate about still be in his life, but kind of has me as like a medium for it, I guess. And so, you know, he ha- he's been going to songwriting. He meets with like a songwriting group, like, like three times a month or something for the past like six years. You know, he does think he does the little things. He goes to open mics all the time and local performances all the time tries to support local as much as he can he hosts like house concerts for some local artists that he really likes and he would perform at some venues too but in the recent years it's mainly just been him song like writing for me and he's kind of turned into kind of like my momager type figure (laughs) and is like now really working towards like you know, booking me for venues, writing while writing new songs. And I mean, he does a lot of work. That's really cool. So having your dad as that sort of music role model, I can imagine it made it easier for you to think, okay, I could actually do this as a career in my life. I think in some ways, yes, in some ways, no. I think a lot of kids who like want to pursue stuff in some kind of artistic field are like shut down by their parents because like, obviously it's not necessarily a smart financial choice. It's not necessarily like a viable career option. Um, Mm -hmm. So in that sense, like I never really had a moment where my parents were discouraging me or making me think that it wouldn't be possible, Um, which I'm, you know, I'm really thankful to have that kind of relationship with them and support from them. Um, But at the same time, I think my dad, he's such like he's become such an optimistic person that I think he I I think because he was so supportive of me, I kind of felt like it would be this like immediate success kind of thing. 
And so it became easy to get like disappointed when, you know, I, I wouldn't get booked for some gig I wanted to get, or like I would release something and it wouldn't get as much traction as I was hoping. Um, kind of because he's like constantly like hyping me up all the time. So in that sense, it's kind of, I think it's been easier for me to get bogged down when the kind of like the reality of like how hard it is to like actually, you know, get yourself out there in this industry is. Mm. Um, So it's kind of a double-sided coin, I guess you could say. That's really interesting. gave me a lot to think about that that's really cool (laughs) I can see how I mean well just to give you a little bit of personal context my dad was also my biggest supporter when I was in middle school and high school and I definitely felt this I'm, I'm not saying that your dad put pressure on you, but my dad, I no, I there's felt definitely like, pressure. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. So, so maybe you'll resonate, but it was definitely this experience where it was like, okay, so what are you doing next to work on your music career? Like, what are your next steps? Where are your goals? Where are you gonna be? And it, it almost got to the point where I was like, Dad, like, stop. <laughs> let me. No, that, yes, let I me do something that else. I that was definitely like, I kind of took a like a year and a half hiatus for music, I think, because I started to feel kind of overwhelmed by my parents' involvement. Um, And just because there was always that thing of like, okay, like what are your goals for the next few months? What are your goals for the next year? Like what are your goals for five years? And being like 18, I just like didn't want to think that big. And I just wanted to like enjoy college and be an 18 year old. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I I did feel like a lot of pressure from them and it became overwhelming, but I feel like it just kind of clicked like literally like a few months ago that this is something that I like actually really do want to do. And I think another part of it is it's kind of like, at least for me, I sometimes feel embarrassed about like self-promoting and putting myself out there so much and just like really blatantly pursuing like a successful music industry but so I was kind of like tentative about um like taking it really seriously I think I didn't really want to put myself out there mm-hmm. um but I don't know lately I just realized like everyone has to start from somewhere so like and all, like all my friends are supportive and I you know I don't have any reason to be embarrassed or ashamed about pursuing something that I you know obviously really care about yeah I think it's partly that universal struggle of you want to make the art but sometimes promoting it feels yeah difficult it feels gross it feels it's like really weird and it's super for me it's like really out of my comfort zone I like don't I just have never even when I was a kid like I just don't like this sounds like annoying but I just like don't like showing off at all it just like makes me uncomfortable. So like having to be like, go listen to my new song. Like it's really great. It just it's super like foreign to me. Well, you do a great job of it for someone who Thank doesn't you. enjoy it. Well, I mean, my dad is like really <laughs> my. It, that's another reason why it's good having him there because like I cannot do all that self promotion stuff on my own. I like 
I couldn't do it, but he's able to, you know, give me a helpful little push. Mm -hmm. I can see how that would make a lot of difference as you're starting to get into that habit. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. So you mentioned that you are in college and I'm curious since you know that you do want to do music and maybe you decided to go to college while you were taking that hiatus, what are you studying? I am a film major, actually, which has kind of worked out really well because I just released a music video for my song, Nobody Wants Me Tonight. And so I was able to direct it myself and like, it for basically completely free because I you know like there's like a like a film community within UT and so like I know people who could you know be PAs on set and I know this like amazing cinematographer Jackson Ingram who shot the Dayglow music video and you know because I know him he was able to shoot my video for free always end up Back in that summer That day I got lost in the woods I laid down and cried for what seemed like forever uh-huh. Was a day to forget but I had never could Now it feels like tonight is a jungle with the sky too heavy to hold i don't know which way to turn for my survival yeah deep in the dark falling apart lower than lonely cause nobody wants me tonight just having that kind of network, I was able to throw something together and, you know, edit it myself and put out, I think, like a pretty professional looking video because, I mean, that's like my major. So I think because I think it, it worked, it pairs really well with my focus on music too. Like they go hand in hand, I would say. Oh, absolutely. That's super cool. I love that actually. One of the things that I've started to, notice as I've been doing this podcast is when you have skills that are complementary to your music, whether it helps you get a day job so that you can fund the music or whether it just helps you promote the music or do something to just make yourself a better creator. It's so cool. And it, it really makes all the difference. So that is awesome. Oh, yeah, I totally agree. And I didn't really see it coming. I, a lot of people would always tell me, like, when I first, you know, told my friends and all my parents' friends and everyone that I was going to college for film, you know, everyone would always talk about how, you know, that would be, like, really interesting with my music. It would work out well, and I didn't really see how the two would mesh. But even in terms of like little things like just like small instagram videos you know i have the like ideas and resources and stuff to just make like 
any like video content, which is, you know, a really great promotion tool. Mm -hmm. See, you say you don't like promotion, but you know how to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I, I think any kid my age, like growing up with social media, you like have a sense of promotion because when you think about it, like that's all social media is, is like promoting how like fun and like hot you are like that's basically what it is so it's just like doing that but like also promoting music I could not have put that better myself (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) so one of the things I'm very curious about is on Spotify you've been able to gather several thousands of streams and I'm wondering how you made that happen and what that experience has been like I'm honestly not sure (laughs) I like have it I've because I've been wondering that too because I just released two new songs and you know I personally like I really connect to these two songs I feel like they're a lot more me than my last two songs but I'm having a lot of trouble like getting the amount of attention for those songs that I did for the last two songs because like my song Lonely that I released like a year ago or something has like 15,000 streams or something and then like these new songs have like a thousand so I don't really know I mean with my last my last two songs I learned it for myself and Lonely I know I did a lot of like Instagram ads and Mm. because like you can pay like ten dollars and have it you know distributed to like a significant amount of people so I did that a few times with I learned it for myself and lonely just and you can like target certain audiences and I would just target like fans of different musicians who I thought had a similar sound to me or similar aesthetic and that worked pretty well and I did that on Facebook and Instagram and I haven't really done that yet with my most recent two new songs because I kind of thought my most recent music video would kind of like pull that weight for me but you know I'm kind of realizing that it's not and so I've started doing a little bit of like paid advertisement on Facebook and Instagram but I've also started promoting my songs just across like literally every single social media platform I can think of like I made a Reddit account. I have like a TikTok account where I post like small snippets of me singing cover videos. I have like a Facebook music page and then I have my Instagram and then I have a Twitter. So, I mean, I think all of that and I think TikTok, it's kind of ridiculous app, but I do think it's like a really good avenue for promoting music because a lot of songs I think honestly like initially get noticed on that app Mm -hmm. and so I've kind of been like milking that as much as I can that sounds clever to me I've definitely heard that TikTok is becoming more of a resource for people to discover music I'm hoping to like figure that out before other people do and like hopefully it'll work out for me that way but We'll see. It's hard. It it feels really random at times, but and you know, I don't have like a like PR person who can like explain it all to me. I don't even know if that's what a PR person does. Like an advertising marketing person. So I mm-hmm. you know, I kind of just try to decipher it for myself, but 
I don't know. I mean, I'll let you know when I figure it out. <laughs> well, I love that you tested out those Instagram ads because I feel like a lot of people focus on trying to get placed on a playlist now. Yeah. I looked on your Spotify and there's not any major like Spotify curated or other business curated playlists that your songs are on. So you really did leverage the tools that you had at your disposal and you got those thousands and tens of thousands of streams with Instagram ads and making videos and yeah, good music. I didn't really think, I honestly have no idea how to get on the Spotify playlist. I honestly haven't like researched that. I think I was on a discover weekly, like one, like a few times last year, which definitely helped. Mm. But I mean, is there like a way where you just to like apply, like to like submit to Spotify playlists? As far as I know, if the playlist is curated by Spotify itself, no, but there are businesses where they're either a service that can pitch your songs for curated playlists themselves or they curate their own playlist and you can basically submit to them. So they're like a third party playlist. I've done a little bit of that recently because I just kind of, I had no idea that there were like a bunch of indie music blogs that, you know, a lot of like bands and booking agents looked at, but I just recently figured this out. So I submitted to a few like people who have like a pretty good following on Spotify or YouTube or whatever and I just got added to a few like indie Americana um, type playlists on YouTube and Spotify, which I'm excited about because I just like, I, I literally had no clue that was a thing. So that's another avenue I'm working as of like a week ago. <laughs> that's awesome. Good for you. I'm so happy to hear that. That's really cool. Yeah, it's kind of overwhelming because there's like literally hundreds of different avenues to take in terms of promotion. And it's like, can feel just like, it could just feel like a lot trying to, you know, figure all of them out and manage all of them and do your best to promote on all of them. And I think especially when it's like a two person operation, just like me and my dad, um, we both like, I mean, I'm still doing school. He still has his job. It feels just like a lot sometimes but you know whenever you get like a positive response or that's like getting accepted onto a blog or a playlist or just like someone saying that they like your music and it feels good it makes you want to keep working on it Mm -hmm. every little bit of encouragement adds up yeah for sure I remember the other day this there's like this 30 day like quarantine music challenge going around on Instagram I don't know if you've seen it and one of the day I think it's like the 10th day is like share a song that makes you like remember someone you'd rather forget and this girl who I who I know but like we're not really friends we just like have mutual friends posted my song I learned it for myself and messaged me it was just like this song like always makes me cry and like each of your songs reminds me of a different point in my life and I just really connect with them and like that like just hearing stuff like that makes me feel like so good (laughs) yeah 
I can imagine it would. That would be an amazing moment for any musician to have. We've made it about halfway through the show, and we're going to have a quick pause. Ads are irritating distractions, so they'll never be a part of the Musicians Can Thrive podcast. Thank you for listening. So make sure you get new episodes as soon as I release them. Subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. I'm so glad I get the honor of sharing these musicians' stories, and it would mean a lot if you would be willing to help me share them. Spotify has this awesome feature where you can share podcast episodes directly to Instagram stories. So if you're willing, tell your followers about your favorite episode. Last thing. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leaving a quick review helps other musicians learn about Musicians Can Thrive. I appreciate your support. Back to the show. So when it comes to playing shows and making money from your music, what are some of the challenges that you've experienced with that? Well, I mean, I'm sure as you know, it is very hard to make money Uh (laughs) Uh, in this, especially when you're starting out. I, I honestly haven't even focused on that a ton because the way I see it it's like if I kind of see myself as like an investment almost so like I might be losing money right now like you know spending time rehearsing and performing at shows that I don't get paid much for and like paying for ads and stuff but like I feel like I just like feel like I'm gonna earn it back you know Mm -hmm. so Like with shows in the past, a lot of my shows would be like, I would get a certain percent of, you know, the outdoor charge. And I would honestly make like a a pretty good amount from that. But lately, and I think I used to when I was in high school and I was performing around Austin, I used to, like, I actually really cared about how much I got paid because I was just like excited to be making money. And I think now I'm honestly just more focused on like people, if that makes sense. I don't know. Like I'm more focused on like, I want to play a show where there's going to be a lot of people versus a show where there's going to be, where I'm going to get paid like a shit ton. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. You'd rather have that engaged audience. Yeah. Because I feel like, I mean, even if I'm getting paid in the, but there's like, not that many people there they're not that engaged like I feel like in the long term it'll pay off more to have like a larger engaged audience because like those are the people who are gonna then there's like more people who are hearing me sing and like hearing my music Mm -hmm. yeah I definitely agree that if you're able to prioritizing putting money into the music it pays off in the long run. And I yeah, yeah. That's, that's where, kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. And if you if you really need to, like you can make money off film until you can make more money off music. And in the meantime, you just feed the money that you're making from film or any other income source into music. No, yeah, exactly. It makes you a stronger creator. 
like I just had a freelance film gig that paid like pretty well. And so I've been able to use a lot of that money to help pay for, you know, like different video promotions and my like any promotions on, on Spotify or Instagram or whatever. That's fantastic. I'm so glad to hear that. That's so exciting. (laughs) Me too. I found you at a show that was put together by an organization called New World Audience. And I'm very curious how you started getting involved with them and what it's like playing their shows. They are great. New World Audience deserves so much love i wish i could hype them up forever they're literally the best um they basically just they just like support artists i feel like that's like what they do is they're just like here to support and promote and help local artists which like i feel like nobody i mean that's what you're doing too i mean it's like really important and it's just like i'm so glad that i found them and so basically what happened is me and my dad were just like looking for gigs because I hadn't performed in a while because I just, you know, I wanted to focus on college and stuff like that. And then this year I decided I was like, you know what, I'm going to start this again. I'm going to start recording and start performing again. So we were looking for, you know, like cool shows to be a part of. And I really wanted to perform alongside other artists just because I feel like that would attract a larger, more diverse audience. And so he, I don't even know how, but he just like found their show like Tillery Live which is just essentially what I was doing which is like a bunch of different artists come together and perform at Tillery Street but I ended up performing at um Vulcan because of weather <laughs> but he he heard about that and so he heard about New World Audience and he submitted my music to them and they I mean Asante who's I think the head of New World Audience really liked it and so they invited me to be a part of their showcase and then that first showcase went really well and they asked me to be a part of their second showcase and since then they've just helped me like so much like they recorded a promotional video for me that I haven't put out there yet like in a like professional photo studio they also record all the shows and like cut together videos to send to us they like have interviewed me to just so I have content to post which is like so amazing because I mean it's really hard constantly generating like new original like professional grade content to be posting Mm -hmm. um so that's been like amazing I think that's also been part of what's like motivated me to you know like really start dedicating a lot of my time to working on my music just because the enthusiasm coming from the world audience and Asante and all their help has definitely like motivated me. Yeah. What an incredible gift that they were able to do that. That's an amazing organization. And I met so many other like amazing, amazing, amazing musicians in Austin through new world audience because, you know, I was performing alongside and got to watch their shows and, you know, those are also good connections to make and just like good people to know. And the, the, everyone in involved in your audience and all the people that performed like are all so supportive of one another. And that's another thing that I think is like really unique and really special about um, what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I've definitely found 
in the past year or so that actively seeking out musicians who are willing to support each other and get excited about lifting each other up. I feel like it makes both me as an audience member more excited to go to their shows because I know that I'll find other interesting artists, but as a musician, it's also super encouraging to see because, you know, it's hard trying to break out of the noise. Yeah. And so every little bit of community and support really does help. No, yeah, I totally agree. And I didn't really have that when I was performing in high school, I think partly because I was, I was really young. I mean, I was like 15 and 16. And I think a lot of people, I mean, specifically like other musicians probably didn't take me as seriously. I mean, obviously because I was like a child, but now I think it kind of like with the musicians I've met, they see me more as like my own as an individual rather than like being attached to my dad, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's helped a lot with the way I see um, kind of just like the music community in Austin. And that's definitely encouraged me to keep performing more I bet it's so cool as you've taken this hiatus from being a musician and moved through that and come back what does success either in your music career or in your life with music as a part of that, what does that look like for you? That is a very good question. I think I've always kind of, I feel like I've had an internal struggle with like what, you know, success means for a while, because I think there's part of me that's like, you know, like recognition and money and none of that means anything. Like it's all about the personal connections you make in your life and like just the experiences. And I do believe all that, but at the same time, it's like realistically, you know, I have to have a job and I have to sustain myself. And I think people who are successful are people who are able to sustain themselves fully, like doing something that they are really happy doing and so, I mean, I would say for me, I mean, and on, on a basic level, like I really just want to share, like I love singing so much. It is such a crucial part of my life. And I like, I cannot go a day without singing. It's just like such an important, like emotional release for me. And if I'm able to sustain myself, like financially doing something that is, so meaningful to me I mean that would be success and that sounds so cliche and like probably doesn't sound very genuine but like I do genuinely mean that because I mean like who wouldn't want to do what they love like more than anything else as their career and be able to being able to share that with other people because I mean half of it they're not half of like a big part of it is just like seeing people's reception to it and like being able to share like the emotion I feel with seeing with other people and like seeing them connect. It's, it's so, 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 so special and meaningful to me. And so if I'm able to do that as a career, I mean, that 
is success. But I, I mean, that's like so, so hard to do. But I mean, right now I'm like starting out really young. So I honestly feel like really hopeful. Um, and I just, I have to like stop myself from spiraling and like thinking like this is never going to happen, et cetera, et cetera. Cause like right now, I mean, who knows? Anything can happen. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I don't think it's cliche at all. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I sound like so. I feel like all my roommates are listening because I'm in my, my bedroom right now. And I feel like all my roommates are listening to me, like making fun of me. But because I don't like talk about stuff like this with them. But because I get embarrassed. But I mean, it's true. Yeah, I understand that. I've had my own hiding from the roommates experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would say, though, that knowing what's most important to you is the first part of making your success possible. And so I, I wouldn't worry about anything sounding <clears throat> cliche or anything. I think you have incredible drive and there's no reason why you can't put in that long haul yeah. work to make it happen. And honestly, I, I think also a lot of the time I kind of like bogged down myself for taking that year off, but that year, I I think it made me realize how important music is to me because I just like struggled a lot with my like anxiety and depression that year because I, I really had like no outlet. I had film, but you know, it honestly wasn't enough. And then this year I started singing um, with like UT choir and I just started, you know, focusing a lot on my music and working with my dad again on singing new songs and just like singing around Austin has been so rewarding and it's definitely like helped me so much. And I, I don't think I would have had the drive that I do now if I hadn't taken that year off. That sounds like a very valuable year to me. Yeah, it was definitely needed. Good for you. That is so cool. I definitely agree that sometimes you do need to just take that step back so you can come back stronger. Yeah, and I didn't see that at the time, and I didn't realize that, I think, until kind of a few months ago. Um, So, yeah, I'm glad I did that. Yeah, I I can understand why. So is there anything that I haven't asked you about that you would like to talk about or that you would like other musicians to think about? Hmm. I mean, there's one aspect of my music. So as I mentioned earlier, you know, all my songs are about stuff that I am like going through. And if you've noticed, all of them are like, breakup songs and so almost every single one of those songs has been about the same guy who actually is my guitarist to this day and also is the guitarist who recorded my first two singles um lonely and i learned it for myself both of which are about him with me and he was also my guitarist at when i was like performing all throughout high school whether we were you know, broken up or together. And right now we're not together, but he still is my guitarist. And I think that that 
is I don't know I think that that's one of the coolest parts of my music just because I think we have a really special connection as people but also when we perform and a lot of people like strangers have commented just on you know how much we connect on stage and I think you can hear it in the songs um like the versions on Spotify and stuff and I think that's just like another aspect of you know me as an artist and my music that is just I guess like unique or special I don't know it's just like a cool thing I love telling people that because people are always like isn't it awkward you know singing about how he like broke your heart etc etc on stage with him (laughs) on stage with him and it has been there's been a few times when it has been really awkward but um at the end I think it just makes for like a really good performance yeah that is that is damn impressive I'm just gonna put that out there (laughs) (laughs) thank you you know what I needed that thank you (laughs) you are you are very secure in yourself and (laughs) to be able to do something like that that takes a hell of a lot of courage thank you (laughs) thank you you're welcome I mean honestly like I mean, this podcast really is just about what it means to be a musician and a creator and find your way through all of the challenges that come with that. And so to be able to not only tell the person that you wrote the song about, that it's about them, yeah. and then have them play the music with you and both record yeah. that so that it's saved for literally ever and then play with you on stage and have that chemistry come across in the performance. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been Just a really damn. wild roller coaster. <laughs> it's been a really wild ride, but you know, it worked out. So <laughs> I mean, honestly, I would have never guessed when I saw y'all on stage that you used to date and I think it just it's it's a testament to the professionalism of both of you that you're able to sort of put the art first and let whatever else happened in the past just be part of the story. I mean, yeah, we're both we both are really I mean, he's like an amazing guitarist and I think we're both able just to like connect regardless of what happens, we're able to connect at that level and just like it's nice to be able to like share that together. I'm really yeah, I'm like grateful for that. That is so cool. Wow. Like I said, a lot of courage. I'm just like still trying <laughs> to process that. <laughs> like, I, I have so many songs that, I mean, at some point, when you're learning how to write songs in high school, those emotions and those hormones are strong. And so yes. <laughs> every breakup feels like it's just cataclysmic. And And so, so many of my songs are about that, similar to yours. And I never, ever would tell those boys which songs are about them. No way. Honestly, it kind of like helps you reclaim it a little bit, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I think there's a part of me that was like a little embarrassed, but at the same time, like there also is kind of like, 
I don't know, like there's like a path with my songs, you know, there's like, I learned it for myself, which is like sad, but at the same time, it's like, we like you broke up with me and I like grew up and then there's lonely, which is basically like, I don't know if I'm allowed to, am I allowed to curse on this? Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Lonely is basically like, fuck you. Like you broke up with me and now you are like alone and you're sad about it and you want me back. Like that sucks. And so I think kind of the overall trajectory of the songs also helps. And also I just like feel really like when I'm singing, I feel like very powerful, (laughs) which sounds weird, but like I do. And so I think that also is part of the reason why I like didn't feel as embarrassed about singing them just because I do feel like super confident in myself when I'm singing and performing. Mm -hmm. Good for you. That's fantastic. So where is the best place for listeners to find you and your music online? Well, you can search up Susanna Joffe, J-O-F-F-E on Spotify or on YouTube. I have two music videos out right now that are both really cool definitely recommend them and all my music is on spotify so i would check there first awesome but i'm on all streaming platforms so wherever wherever you listen she'll be there exactly well thank you so much this has been so much fun and i'm so glad that i get to share your very unique journey this is gonna be great yeah this was so thank you so much for i've never done anything like this and this was really enjoyable it's like nice talking about all of it <laughs> you're welcome i'm glad that it was fun Please check the show notes for links to find Susanna Joffe's music, short films on her website, social media, and all that fun stuff. One last thing before you go today. There are techniques, strategies, and routines that work best for different people. With that in mind, I encourage you to consider this. Sometimes throwing yourself entirely into one project or one sort of career makes a lot of sense. It's challenging when you have to juggle conflicting interests at the same time. But what if those interests actually supported each other, and they weren't in conflict? You could learn how a big part of sales is earning someone's trust, so they'll spend their money with you. You could learn how marketing enables you to tell a story that builds a relationship with your customer, aka your fan. Learning how to edit audio, develop an eye for photography or film, learning all the different pieces that go into making quality video content. These skills are useful to have if you're trying to build an audience and make money as an independent musician. Here's another thing for you to consider. With so much music out there, who you are as a person is part of what helps you break through the noise. The things that are unique to your interests, unique to your personality. Those are the things that your true fans will resonate with. Those are the things that help you bond with your audience. And that's what motivates them to buy tickets for your shows, buy your merch, support you on Patreon, etc. 
So here's what I really admire about Susanna's filmmaking. Her songs are one way for her to tell stories and share her experiences as a young woman making her way through the world. Film is another way for her to do this. By telling stories of what it's like to grow up as a young woman, what it's like trying to be confident in yourself when society and social media presents a version of the world that creates a lot of insecurities. Those stories are just as important as the songs that she creates. I just named a few, but I really encourage you to explore her full portfolio of award-winning short films on her website. Now, this is what I'd love for you to take away. What's one thing that you love that can become something that supports your career in music? Are you into fashion, photography, writing poetry, maybe graphic novels? Embrace the different things that you love. Find ways to bring them into your music. And all of these things working together will help you develop a strong relationship with your audience. <laughs>